What's poppin'? Welcome to a new episode of I Am So Gay, the podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about the one and only, the queen that can do no wrong in my eyes, Ariana Grande. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. Okay, so we are going to talk about Ariana Grande now. I'm so excited for this topic. Like, I love her. So, I guess we could start off, like, how did I actually start standing, listening to her music all the time? Like, how did I really enjoy her? Well, as we all know, we met Ariana Grande through Cat Valentine. We love Cat. We love Cat, but... I love Ariana Grande more. But anyway, I mean, when I was a kid, I would be watching Victoria's. Like, Victoria's was one of my favorite shows. And, you know, as a kid, I mean, I would watch shows like Hannah Montana, Wizard Waverly Place, iCarly, etc. Shows with mainly a female protagonist, mainly female character in the front and I always dress up like them and you know like Hannah Montana I would put like a towel on and act like it's a wig and in my household that wasn't okay you know because they didn't accept that but you know as a kid you just thinking like oh I'm just doing this for fun because I like this character very much and I want to dress like the character a little did I know I was developing a character at a young age and I was just like figuring my I didn't be out back then, but we'll get into that in another episode. But, <clears throat> but I mean, when it comes down to uh, Victoria's, I mean, I didn't dress like Tori Vega. <laughs> she was boring, okay? We could all agree she was boring on the show, but that's another topic. But I mainly dressed up as Cat Valentine. The reason why is because when I was a kid, I wasn't... Like, Jade, I didn't have the confidence to say how I want to say things. I really want to hurt people, but I couldn't hurt them. So, I mean, Cat Valentine was more like a safe space, like a fantasy almost. Like, ha, ha, ha. You know, I do that laugh as a kid. And I would try to make my hair red or try to have something red on me to remember Cat Valentine. So, really, whenever I would go to, like, new schools, I moved schools a lot as a kid. And each time when I feel uncomfortable or I will be isolated because I was a shy kid, I would literally draw nothing but hearts, color them red, and that would be, like, Cat Valentine because Valentine, you know, red hearts. And then also I would, like, look up her old clips, like her singing the national anthem, like, stuff like that. That's, and it just gave me comfort, and you know, like, I'll listen to her being on Broadway, and that was one of the first things that actually got me interested in Broadway. So, looking back now, at the age of 19 and 20, looking back at 10-year-old and 11-year-old Isaiah was like, damn, like, we knew her. <laughs> we knew her, okay? So, I mean, I guess that's when I started really liking Ariana. I mean, well, Cat Valentine. I didn't like Ariana as a person, but I like Cat Valentine. I wanted to get to know Cat. I wanted to see, because, like, you know, it was like she's a 
so happy and so fun and she's so talented and I was like I want to be all those things but I'm not I am now but back then I was shy I thought the only way out was through school that's the only way I saw it now I see things different but that's how I really start enjoying Cat Valentine in a way almost Ariana Grande because as the years gone on you know just did the same thing and when I start having, like, troubled times in, like, my house, especially around when I, during my childhood, when I would go back and forth to school, I would actually listen to her rendition of Reflection from Mulan, but nobody could do it better than a movie version. I'm talking about the regular one, the original, the queen, okay, whatever. But anyway, I would listen to her sing, I will listen to uh LA Boys I'll listen to Give It Up I'll listen to uh her song with Robbie Thank You Swell that song yes and I would just feel happy and I would cry to sleep and stuff like that but that's how I identify with Cat Valentine at the time now as I got older and as you know the show got canceled um, <laughs> I watched Sam and Cat, obviously, and I was like a preteen teenager, you could say. I forgot when the show came out, like 2014. But anyway, that's when I was like, okay, like she's cool, but I ain't gonna serve that much as well. But then she did her first album, Yours Truly. And one of my favorite songs off the album is The Way... And when I heard that song for the first time, I was like, I'm obsessed with this bitch. Now I'm obsessed because she could sing, sing. Like, holy crap. I was all over the ponytail. I was like, yes. I loved video. I loved Mac Miller verse. I loved everything about the song. Then when I heard the album, I was like, oh, she is amazing. Because the thing about Ariana Grande music is when... I hear her sing, I hear, well, obviously when I hear anybody sing, I hear a story. But in that case, at that age, I heard nothing but like hope because I was trying to identify myself and figure out who I am as through my sexuality, through the things that I like. And hearing that there's hope for love, you like, I thought I wouldn't be able to find love. I like, don't cry for me, but I really thought at that age I wouldn't be able to find love because I was so interested in dudes. I couldn't get into females that much. And when I heard that album, I just felt like there's hope. I felt like I was more connected to a female singer than I am with a male singer anyway, but. I felt really connected and one of my favorite songs off the album that literally made like impacted me into thinking like there's hope don't give up you're not gonna have to become the normal guy uh the songs I would say that really changed me off that album is Tattooed Heart um Loving It um Honeymoon Avenue and I would say piano. Those four songs, for the reason being, they all made me feel happy. They, Tattooed Heart made me cry to this day, sort of. It's very romantic. Honeymoon Avenue, that is like a love story. It's like, oh, you know, you're in your honeymoon phase of love, obviously. And piano is just a good-ass song to pop to when you're just sad. 
Every time when I get bullied at school, I'll be like, in my earbuds, be like, I don't give a fuck what you say, ho. I'ma just listen to piano. So, yeah. And Loving It is a song that I played when I had my first guy crush on a guy in middle school. And that's the song that I was just like, I'm loving it, I'm loving it, I'm loving this. You get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. That's how I really actually started, like, in Cat and transitioned into... The first phase of Ariana. But we're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to play you one of her favorite songs. From that. My favorite. That I just listed. From that album. And we're going to go into. You know. Like my real teenage years. And how what One Love Manchester. Dangerous Woman. The Holy, the Holy Grail. Of the albums affected me. So we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. And we are back. Okay. We just. Got done talking about the Ariana Grande's first album and Victoria's part of how I met, how I basically saw her and how I became a stan. Now we're going to be talking about the real, real, like the real, like this is the phase that got Isaiah to stan Ariana. I just liked her at that point. I didn't freaking like stan her as much as I do today. So, you know, like around 2014, like that's when Ariana released my everything for the people that don't know that album basically bang bang break free problem all those the big hits okay the big hits that she don't sing no more which i am sad about but <laughs> i mean when i first like around that time i was 13 and i was just listening to yours truly her first album on repeat on repeat on repeat i loved her voice i thought she was real sweet like her persona and all that then when she did problem on radio disney i lost my shit i was like oh this bitch could dance to me that was dancing back then but i was like holy shit like yes bitch so i started standing that phase of the problem era i was the main one freaking out i was trying to make recreate the video of on the on the wheel, you know, when she was on the wheel and be like, one less, one less problem. If you don't know, watch that video, Problem by Ariana Grande. And I would do the dance moves whenever she performed that song. Or when, this was a part, this was a time whenever she performed, when she started getting like huge like TV show gigs and, you know, come on the radio. Like I would perform <laughs> as Ariana and that would make me... And, it will come off as like, oh, Isaiah just being dramatic. But little did my family know, like, that was the only way I felt comfortable showing my true sexuality at the time because they didn't accept it. But I felt like, oh, since I'm being, like, since I love the move so much and it's, like, so feminine, I could pass it off as, like, oh, I'm just dancing. Not really me, but really it was me. Yeah. Sounds complicated, but that's my life. Um... So yeah, Problem came out. I love that song. I really didn't have an ex to relate that to. So when I heard Problem for the first time, I thought of like, I got one less problem if people didn't think about sexuality. I got one less problem if people just leave me the fuck alone. I would have one less problem if I could just be me. You know, that's how I saw the songs. Now when Break Free came out, that's when I knew I'm gonna freaking become a stan. Because that song, like, okay, Break Free, you could break free from many things. For me at that time, Break Free, that song, I just came out to my people for the first time. So that song was more like a healing song to me. And it gave me hope of like, 
there's love out there for you again. And you will be happy in the future. That's why I kind of wanted to rush my teenage years because I felt like, oh, since Ariana older and people are older or more happy, maybe I'll be happy when I'm older. Little did I know that's not true. But, <laughs> I mean, when I saw the video, I was watching it on TV with my sisters and my mom walked in and we, you know, like, we, my mom was like, oh, that's a cute video. I was like, no, this is my queen. You're not about to ruin it. So whenever, you know. People would talk shit about her back then. I would get real defensive. But Break Free was that video for me. And whenever she sung that video, sung that song, I literally connect to that song because it's like, this is the part when I say I don't want it. I don't want the homophobia. I don't want the drama. I just want to be me. That's that type of song for me to this day, actually. I'm stronger than I've been before. I like... If you knew about the first, well, I'm going to do an episode when I might come out, but it will all make sense, like, why that song means so much to me. Anyway, moving on from that song, I mean, when Bang Bang came out, okay, 2014 was the best era for songs of the 2000s, well, but from um, that time to 2019, to me. Because you had Nicki Minaj on her shit, you had Jesse J come out the bag, you had uh, Miley Cyrus wrapping up the bangers era, you had so many, th I think Katy Perry was, that was back when Katy Perry was on at her prime, but we not gonna talk about that, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, when Bang Bang came out, I loved the song, it was a good song to listen to to me, it was like a Yas Queen, like, ooh! And her outfits start getting more sexier. And I was like, I want to dress like that. I want to be more sexy. So, my version of sexy back in the day was, I'm going to hit that, you know, the the shirts, the tighter shirts, shorter shorts. But, you know, there's only so short I could go in that house. But the real way I would express myself, which I found me being me for the first time, was I did the one side smile now if you know ariana grande she smiled back i think till till this day she smiled from one side like one shoulder i would do that non-stop <laughs> at this time because i was like i'm ariana grande a little like i saw with well, the way i saw ariana grande back then was like she is my gay icon even though she's not gay but that's what i thought i mean i can't <laughs> i can't fake it that's what i thought but anyway when the album my everything came out that was my that was the first album i actually got a copy of that's a well bought online but you know i actually bought that album and i loved every single song off the album the song just a little bit your heart was one of my favorites because, I mean, at the time, I was struggling with my sexuality. So, just give me a little bit of your heart, mother. Understand. Hands on me is one of my favorites. It's an underrated song with ASAP. No, not ASAP. No, is it ASAP? No, ASAP Fergie. I think it is. I don't know. Don't. That album came out, like, a long time ago. But, um, another one of my favorites are Break Free. Um, only one is my actual, only one is the most romantic song off the album, to me. To me, okay? So, yeah, around that time when Ariana started getting bigger, that's when I start feeling like I could become myself. 
without having anybody telling me what the fuck to do and that's what I did and did I have a lot of problems yes I had struggles I got kicked out for a hot minute from my house but you know I was happy whenever I felt sad at that time I just literally cried and listened to Ariana or watch her interviews or watch her uplifting messages and stuff like that so that's when I started standing Ariana okay so, we gonna come back. That's the My Everything era of my love of Ariana Grande. And when we come back, we gonna get into Manchester, Dangerous Woman. And we basically gonna, you know, talk about Dangerous Woman, honey. So, <laughs> that's my favorites, okay? You can't talk shit about that. But we'll be right back after this ad and one of my favorites off the My Everything album. We are back, okay? Now, let's get into the phase where I'm just, like, a teenager now and dangerous woman. And, yes, this is the one I'm very excited about because this is the time when I start doing things that Isaiah didn't do before. <laughs> so, when Dangerous Woman came out, I remember uh, I was, like, I felt cute, okay? I felt cute, but I wanted to feel dangerous. But... <laughs> But I, like, I mean, I listen to other artists. I listen to Beyonce, self-titled album, Partition, over and over. But when Dangerous Woman came out, like, the song, I felt so, like, liberated. I felt like, okay, now I could really push the envelope and actually experiment with my sexuality instead of watching it on videos. Like, yes, bitch. Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, I, yes, like around this time, it was 2016. But anyway, when the album came out, basically, I felt, when I listened to the album, I felt so, like, sexual. Like, okay, some people may be like, Isaiah, you being dramatic, but no, like, for real, like, I felt sexual. I felt like I could wear anything like, show off my body. I felt so confident at that point in time with Dangerous Woman. Especially the album, one of the few of the songs that got me like real confident is Side to Side, Dangerous Woman, I Don't Care, Thinking About You is one of the sweetest songs. But uh, Bad Decisions was one of the songs that really defined me. And I remember this line very specifically because I wanted it to make it my senior quote, but I didn't. But have you ever seen a princess be a bad bitch? When I heard that line, I felt like, bad bitch. I could be a bad bitch? Even though I'm not a princess, I'm a prince, obviously. But, I, fuck, I'm the king. But, I'm a bad bitch. And that was one of the first times, like, I really started accepting myself. Accepting myself as a person through this album. I will watch the tour on YouTube. And I will really find myself actually, like... Like, accepting myself. Like, I felt like I came out, but I didn't accept myself when I came out. You get what I'm saying? But now I'm starting to, at this point, I'm starting to accept myself and really, like, understanding me at this point. And that's when I started, you know, going out, actually dating. And so, <laughs> through my terrible dating life and at that time with DL guys and, you know, all the, that that's when I really start connecting to them, those type of songs more. When you get dumped and all that, etc. But, 
But when the Dangerous Tour came, I really wanted to go. But I couldn't go because my mom was like, no, that's a female uh, artist. It's only for girls. So that triggered me. But we're not going to get to that. But I remember when, when when Manchester happened, I thought, like, like obviously we felt bad for the people that got, you know, bombed and poor things and rest in peace, angels. But, you know, we thought Ariana wouldn't come back because how would you come back after that? Like, you know, like ISIS came at your concert, boo-boo. Like, we, I didn't expect her to make more music. I was like, okay, I guess we're going to have to, like, go with these three albums. I think she, like, we all thought she might come back later, but we didn't think she would really come back. But when she did One Love Manchester, that's when I knew, like, okay, she's that bitch to me. Because who got the balls to go back to the same area? Not, not in the same arena, of course, but the same area and perform for people that were fearful and that's when I really started to like find my passion for like performing because I'm like even though like you go through a hard time you still have to get on that stage like you don't have to but like sometimes you have to sometimes you could choose and she chose to get back on that stage and show that music will always win love will always win and that just sent so many positive messages to me and I was just like all over it the one love Manchester I watched it I remember I was watching it at Upper Bound in my room it was amazing (laughs) it was basically amazing like I can't say nothing else other than that era but like I felt so like empowered I felt like I could do anything that's when I started pushing myself that's when I started doing like eight clubs all at once and that's when I really started pushing myself in my acting and my wardrobe and who I want to be at the time. That's when I really start pushing myself. But that sums up the Dangerous Woman era. But, you know, I'm going to play one of my favorites from the Dangerous Women Woman era. And this is a song that everybody knows. And this song definitely still gets me hot. Okay. Now, we are back with a two-album part, okay? So, we're going to be talking about um, Sweetener and Thank You Next because they came out, like, within six months of each other. So, we basically going to sum them up together because around this time, I'm a senior at high school, you know, and I love Ariana at the time. I was in a big, like, freak out, like, wallpapers and all that, but, you know. But at this time, this is when I started buying her merch because, you know, I was older. So I had money. I didn't have a bag and all that type of shit. So I started buying her perfume and all that stuff. And it actually, like, bought, like, me closer to her because I felt like, you know, like, we're going to be all right. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to be all right. Isaiah, through the hard times and bad times, we're going to be all right. But when Sweetener came out. When No Tears Left to Cry came out, I was losing my shit. Like, that is, to me, one of her best songs. Because I just feel like that song have a powerful meaning to me. Like, I ain't got no more tears left to cry. I'm gonna keep going. Like, you know, we ain't got time for the tears. And I mean, that's life. Like, especially in 2020, I found myself playing that song over and over in 2020. Because, like, you could be going through the toughest shit in your life but 
at the end of the day, you're going to have to move on. And it's going to be hard moving on, but you're going to have no choice but to, even through a relationship, through, like, through death, through politics, through friendships, all of it. Like, you're going to have to move on. No tears left to cry, basically. But when God is a woman came out, that's when I'm like, okay, Ari, show the tits. Show it, baby. Show it. Like, give me... Like, I felt so empowered. And I'm a man. But I felt like, at that time, I felt like a woman, okay? And I feel like a woman every time I listen to the song. But when the album came out... When the album came out, um... I just felt like... I mean, you know when you basically promote an album. Like, you know when it's gonna come out. But this album, I was just like... You know, it felt like all the rest were like, okay... This is a good album. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, this album at first, I was like, uh, where are we going with this? <laughs> I get, like, the fans will understand. But, like, I was like, where are we going with this at first? But then as I listened to it more and more, I love it. But at that time, we saw a lot of things happen with Ariana. She was in an engagement. Then she lost, like, Mac Miller. We lost Mac Miller and. At that time, I was actually going to go to the Sweetener World Tour when, you know, like, she actually released it. But we didn't know after that time when she was going through her sadness. We didn't know if she was going to go on tour. Obvious, as a society. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought she was going to go down the Britney Spears route in of 20, 2007. I really did. No shade. Because... How are you going to cope with all of this loss within, like, a year? And then go on tour and perform like everything is fine. Like, there there was no way. But she did it. She did it. And that's why I stay in her. But when Thank You Next came out, I remember I was studying for math. It was, like, my last semester of high school. And I stayed up till midnight because we were all, like, six months later. Like, who does that in pop? But, <laughs> I sound like a fucking newscaster and I hate it. But, basically, when Thank You Next came out, I mean, the song, well, the song first, before, yeah, before the album. I remember that song. I was like, thank you. Next, I just felt like that was her, that was the song for me. Because I went through some bad relationships during that time. And I felt like, you know... I didn't really love myself. Like, I always needed someone else on my sh- on my shoulder. And I'm like, I loved it. I lost. <laughs> but you taught me so many things. Each one of you. Fuck- well, at the time, one of them was an angel. A few of them were fuckboys. But we're not going to get into that, okay? But I was like, thank you. Next, like, you taught me what I need to know. So, on to the next one. And we're going to make it better, Okay. So, yeah, and that's what I got out of that song. But when the app, but when the music video came out, I loved it. It gave me all the vibes, you know. And at that point, I had her shirts. I had it all. So, yeah, well, I didn't have it all, all, but I had her shirts. I had a perfume that all that, that's, that what matters. So, <laughs> when Thank You Next, the album came out, I remember I was actually doing homework to midnight because it was my last semester and I had this hard math class, basically. At the time, it was hard. Now, it's not hard to me. But anyway, um, the album came out and I literally sat, I had to sit down and listen to it 
and when I heard Imagine, like this was my first time hearing Imagine because Imagine was like released a few months before, but like, you know, I had a boyfriend when the single came out. Imagine when the single came out and we would make out to that song, we would make things to that song and you know that was my when I think of like a song that I will play to remind me of like anything my teenage is imagine because that's when I really experimented that's when I found what what I thought was love that's what I found so yeah but when the album came out I was just bopping you could ask some of my friends I was bopping to that to that album for a whole year like my Spotify is still suffering my Spotify is still suffering for the album the album is really good I just can't like some of my favorites off the album is break up with your girlfriend I'm bored because as a gay guy we may have a crush on a straight guy let's keep it real some of us may have a crush on a straight guy, but you're not going to say nothing because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be denied. But singing, break up with your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, because I'm bored. You know, it just gives me like a little like, <laughs> but no, I did not crush on none of the straight guys that sung that too. I just need to let y'all know that. It was just fun messing with y'all. But uh, the one I wanted to sing it to, I didn't sing it to. But that's... <laughs> you're not gonna find out but yeah that album was amazing some of my favorites off the album was break up with your girlfriend on board thank you next bad idea ghosting imagine bloodline nasa um and i think that's about it but the thank you next era overall just made me more like bad bitch status like that album just made me feel like yes we could do it and then when the tour came oh my god I just live for the Sweet and Roll tour that is one of my favorite tours that she did and I remember I would look at the costumes and I would be so inspired like creatively but yet with confidence I'll be inspired like oh like I could have that same confidence and not be on stage like yes so that those two albums for me really helped me through the bad parts of my not the bad parts but like the challenging part of my life and also it was a perfect time for me to celebrate because in 2019 I graduated from high school I went to college all that so it was really like a celebratory celebratory type of year and I lost my auntie that same year so really I felt happy but yet sad so I kind of understood what Ari was talking about but I couldn't understand like the real sadness it feels to be like call off an engagement but I understood the death part but yeah but those two albums really helped me at that time so we're gonna play one of my favorites from that album and we're gonna wrap it up with positions and we are back with the final part of this <laughs> special uh podcast episode I didn't expect it for it to be this long if you're sticking around still i love you now we're gonna get on to the last part of the ariana grande and why i freaking love her and why she's such a big inspiration to me and all of that etc so when positions came out we didn't expect the, i didn't expect the album from her because rain on me was a saying like i love rain on me like to my favorite pop queens 
Because before Ariana Grande, there was Lady Gaga. I stand Lady Gaga and Beyonce before Ariana. We could get into that in another episode, but uh, in this case, Rain On Me was like two of my favorite icons. Because when this song came out, I just got, well, I kind of broke up with someone and I felt real sad. But this song really helped me get out of the rut, you know, like put on some makeup, put on some perfume and be like, rain on me, rain, rain. Like, I don't give a fuck. You get what I'm saying? But when Positions came out. The single, I was losing my shit in college because this semester was stressful. Like, last semester was stressful, okay? And, uh, like, positions came out and I just felt like I needed that song. Like, I didn't have that, like, Dua Lipa gave me the songs of 2020, but I didn't, like, in The Weeknd 2, then Chloe and Hallie, but I'm like, I need my Ariana Grande dosage. Like, Rain On Me gave it to me a little, but, you know. But when Positions came out, I just felt so, like, empowered, especially around elections time with the video. It just gave me nothing but, like, ooh. And I love R&B, and I know Ariana Grande loves R&B, and she always wanted to do an R&B album, and that's what she gave me with this album, basically, and I'm still listening to it on repeat. But Positions, the album, really kind of relates to me almost because it's like this album is basically about giving love a second chance and the fact that I'm in a relationship now I'm giving it a second chance like well not him he's a new dude and I I I I love him dearly but I'm talking like the fear of like being in another relationship after being heartbroken because of what someone did that was unfaithful you know, you are more hesitant, but I wasn't, and I guess the album could also reflect that, too, like, you are, like, sometimes you will be scared to fall in love with someone because of what someone else did to you in the past, and it's not the person that likes you right now fault, but you still are fearful that you might get hurt again, and you don't want to fall without a safety net, ha, pun, okay, Basically, and that's what that album did for me. 34 plus 35 is one of the nastiest songs I heard Ariana Grande sing song in a minute. 34 plus 35, I'm still trying to nail the split, honey. Like, can you stay up all night, please? Like, this album is, like, that album for me as for as an Ariana Grande fan because I love R&B. And that's one of r&b projects basically and the album is very good like i'm still listening to it but the album this album i felt like i could enjoy it and i felt so confident in myself i was actually doing things that i wanted to do i dyed in my hair i pierced my ears i did what i wanted to do i stood up for what was right i voted my first election like it was just so many firsts and like so many like happy like happiness and like, this year for me, towards the end, like, the, towards the end of 2020, I really felt like I was becoming who I wanted to be, not who people wanted me to be. And with this album, that definitely helped me and pushed me to do more things that I wanted to do through music. Well, not through music, but you get what I'm saying, like, making a podcast, like, POV, like, those type, like, basically, this album helped me, inspire me to do this podcast. Because I'm like, oh my god, like, these songs are so amazing. Like, someone needs to talk about them other than just them being bops or flops. But, whatever. Um, But, yeah, that kind of wraps it up for the Positions 
because you know we're still in the era but yeah but overall ariana grande from cat valentine to right now like i love her music and the fact that her documentary is coming out on netflix very soon I am losing my shit. <laughs> like, I am losing my shit, okay? And I kind of did this podcast in, uh, like, wow. Like, looking back from her YouTube days of when she would actually do Honeymoon Diaries to now she's on Netflix with Excuse Me, I Love You documentary. Like, that is just amazing. And she's uh, one of my inspirations for everything that I do, like, things that I want to complete in my life like she's an inspiration to me like if I want to do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna get this you know what I'm saying like she just gave me so much confidence and like I didn't expect for a person to give me so much confidence even if I'm feeling so confident like even when I feel confident I'm like I'm becoming way more confident like when I'm sad she makes me not sad when I'm going through it she like she got the songs for me, and I just listened to it, and I'm like, yes, girl. And I guess that's why I freaking love Ariana Grande so much. So, I don't just love her for her boots, which I do, her heels, which I do, her ponytail, which I do, her makeup, which I do, and I really want to do the eye line, the cat eye and all that, but she is a overall a great musical artist and actress, and I can't wait to see what she do next because she will can do no wrong in my eyes because yeah because basically she released like six albums within seven years like damn my bitch be working okay <laughs> but we gonna play a, my one of my favorites to wrap it up for the positions era and then we gonna dip so yeah <laughs> I just want to say thank you for listening to this special podcast about Ariana Grande, of course. And I just want to say thank you for all of y'all listening of my journey with this amazing musical artist, you know. Don't forget to check out all the other episodes of I Am So Gay, the podcast, and I'll see you next time. Bye!